Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll pick up where we left off in chapter 8 of the book of Mark. We just left off where Jesus fed 4,000 people by multiplying thousands of meals from a few fish and loaves. Jesus and the disciples immediately left that place by boat. And when they went ashore again, Jesus encountered more of the hypocritical Pharisees of the day. They intended to test and to discredit him, of course. Ironically, after all the healings and casting out of demons that Mark already recorded, the Pharisees were seeking a sign of his divine authority. Interesting how you can present all the evidence in the world to a hard-hearted and sinful mindset, and the bondage to sin won't allow anything to change that mind. This phenomenon has never changed. And as Jesus warns in this passage, we must still be on the alert to those who wear all the trappings of religion and may even speak the language, but reject Jesus as their Lord and their God by holding fast to sin and disobeying God. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Spiritual Poison. The Pharisees and Sadducees could, could not deny that Jesus had performed miracles, but they said, He does everything He does by the power of Satan. So that's what they're getting at. Now, what might they have wanted? Uh, Well, they could say, well, let him provide manna as God did through Moses. Well, Jesus has already talked about that. It's bread of life. Or let him pray and cause the sun and moon to stand still like in Joshua chapter 10. Well, that was in a battle situation. That wasn't exactly what Jesus was here to deal with. Or maybe let him cause a cloudburst as in the days of Deborah and Barak so that it appeared that even the stars fought from heaven for Israel. Well, you know, Jesus did pray up a couple of whopper storms and then calmed them miraculously, but oh, that doesn't count. Or maybe he could pray down a thunderstorm like Samuel did in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Or let him call down fire from heaven like Elijah in 1 Kings 18. He could have done all those things. He did all of those things because he is God. But none of them would have convinced those people. And Jesus wasn't about to play their game. So we read on in verse 12 of Mark 8 sighing deeply in his spirit. You just see that. I think he probably really enjoyed those last several weeks or a couple of months while he was out of Israel and he wasn't dealing with these guys all the time. And now he comes back and right away they're in his face again and just... (sighs) Why does this generation seek for a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Now, he'd already given thousands of signs to that generation, but he's specifically talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And if you compare this again with Mark 16, he calls it an evil and adulterous situation. And again, Matthew 
provides details for his Jewish audience that, that Mark doesn't. Matthew also includes that Jesus did say there would be no sign except for the sign of Jonah. Remember, Jonah is a picture of Jesus' resurrection. They didn't believe it when he first said it to them. They didn't accept it on the day that he said this. And even when he, when he rose from the dead, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are still going to reject the facts, which they couldn't refute. They just blustered against them. So, verse 13, leaving them, he again embarked and went away to the other side. So, he cuts off another corner of the Sea of Galilee. He left them and he, and he went away. There's lessons there on on a couple of levels. First, realize it's a good idea, and you'll have to have discernment to know the point that you reach this, but it's it's a good idea not to continue theological dialogue with people who are only looking for ways to argue against your faith. Leave them alone. Now, keep on loving them. Don't turn into a jerk because somebody needs the Lord, but wait for God to move in their hearts rather than you trying to force the issue. Jesus could have called down fire and incinerated them, and they would have sent more people in to argue with it. And secondly, learn from this that when people reject the message of Christ persistently, even God leaves them alone. Read Romans chapter 1, And it says, God gave them over. God gave them over. There comes the point that God just removes His hand, and His silence is actually the first wave of His judgment. Now, God doesn't just leave them alone. He's still going to be the judge. But even God leaves them alone. Even Jesus walked away from some people. That's why the book of Hebrews warns so steadfastly uh, uh, those who hang around with the church that they must truly believe and not harden their hearts. Today, the writer of Hebrews says, is the day of salvation. I think it's noteworthy also to to point out that on that day, it says, leaving them, He went away to the other side. That was the day that Jesus finally left the Pharisees of Galilee behind. This is His last encounter with them. Now, He's going to tangle with the same mindset and with the same group of people again uh, when He gets to Jerusalem before the cross, but He's finished dealing with them in Galilee. He's going to make one more little stop, then He's going to take the guys up north to a place called Caesarea Philippi, and you're going to see something pretty spectacular happen there in in Mark chapter 8. But He's finished with them for now. But He uses that situation to teach His men. They said, show us a sign, second part of this, hazardous spiritual influences. Now, I'm going to break it down into some component parts and smaller bites, but look at the rest of our text for today in its entirety before we comment. I think it will make a lot of sense to you. Mark eight fourteen through 21. And they had forgotten to take bread, they referring to the twelve, and did not have more than one loaf in the boat with them. And He was giving orders to them, saying, watch out 
Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They began to discuss with one another the fact that they had no bread. You know, leaven is an important part of bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet see or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? And then he alludes again to Isaiah. Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces you picked up? They said to him, Twelve. When I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets of broken pieces did you pick up? And they said to him, Seven. And he was saying to them, Do you not yet understand? Now, the point is, they did not yet put it all together. But gradually, Jesus was bringing them to see the real issues. They left quickly, apparently, when they crossed the the Sea of Galilee, and they didn't have enough bread, which was their staple of their diet. So Jesus uses that as a time to bring up the, the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Now, what's leaven? Leaven is yeast. As the proverbial statement says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. If you do any baking, if you ever make bread dough or anything like that, uh, I doubt you have a recipe that calls for a cup of yeast. You put in a little tiny bit of yeast and it affects the whole thing because it causes a cascading uh, reaction that gives it its texture and some of its flavor and, and uh, aerifies the dough and makes it, makes it rise. So it's because of the power of a little yeast to affect a lot of dough that Jesus used that as uh, an illustration of a little sin or a little bit of false teaching or a little bit of bad attitude and how that can corrupt many people. That's what he meant. Don't let even a little bit of bad thinking, bad attitude, or bad doctrine get to you. Now, I read all eight verses so you could see the point that he's talking about poisonous teachings of groups like the Pharisees and the Sadducees or the corrupt attitudes of someone like Herod Antipas. Now, let's look at what they are briefly because that's the main lesson from the passage. What are these hazardous spiritual influence. We'll start with the leaven of the Pharisees. Mark chapter 8, verse 15, he was giving orders to them saying, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Now, what do Pharisees look like? What do Sadducees look like? What do Herodians look like? Well, they don't wear red costumes. They don't carry pitchforks. They don't have wild-looking, crazed eyes. They don't speak in raspy voices. They're spit-shined. They look great. They're really good on the outside. They're, they're, they, they probably have charisma. They, they, they really look good. So how can you recognize Pharisaic poison pills? Well, in the, in the previous chapter, remember we saw that Jesus exposed the legalism of the Pharisees. They were the people who added things to the Scriptures 
and then made those things of equal authority to the Scripture, which takes away the authority of Scripture. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.